clip got on that was live. Hey. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. I lost my water. I found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so we are, oh, I didn't realize the mic Anne was. Anne Huckabee sent a request to be in your live video. Should we let her? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Um, so we are recording live on our Instagrams right now as we film our intro or record our intro. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, so, buddy. so if you hear us having a little side conversations, that is why. Yeah. What's up? Nothing. Everything. What's up with you? <laughs> Your, yours is like a nothing, everything. <laughs> Mine's like nothing, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's like, it's like the same, but like, Totally yours different. Is like, <laughs> it's the same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. I feel like um, I'm in a car that has heated seats right now. There's your tush toasty. Yeah. Cause you just got this new heater. Well, and it's okay. right on my ass. Well, I came down here earlier today and plugged it in. So I was like, I'm so tired of being freezing when we go down there to do the podcast because this room doesn't have any vents. Yeah. So I plugged it in. I was proactive. Yeah. Yay me. When we're done recording the live, I'll move so my butt doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> it's probably a good life choice. Well, at least I know I'm making a few. So, <laughs> so tell me how your last week was. How was last week? Um... Um, I would have two cups of coffee in the morning, a Red Bull for lunch, period. <laughs> End of the statement. And then diarrhea for the next six years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So your week has sucked ass. It's not that it's, yeah, it's been a little cuckoo. Been a little cuckoo, banoonoos. What did you say to me the other day? <laughs> I think I said bananars or like. Bananas or something. Bananas. <laughs> and I was like, is that Spanish? Nope. I no. just said bananas. Weird. Um, God, I feel like you've been at my house a lot this week. I really like you. I really. <laughs> I sent you a snap today and I was like, it's not my fault that you have such a hot best friend. Try not to get a crush on me or something. I know. Like that. I know. I have been over there like twice. We had dinner twice this week. Yeah. It's nice seeing you. I love spending time with you. I'm pretty cool. So you're Fuck welcome. Fuck <laughs> Okay, well, um, today, well, the day that we're recording, not the day that you're listening, um, is Valentine's Day. So I didn't even realize that was a thing. It's like it's a it's a joke from Parks and Rec. They have like Valentine's Day. Well, I was made aware of that today. So happy Valentine's Day, friend. Basically, I said that begrudgingly, but I didn't mean it. Because I was like, <laughs> sorry. sorry for showering you in love and giving you my friendship. So to all of our our gal friends, happy Galentines. Happy Galentines. Happy Galentines. That's all. So we're going to do a little shindig. Yep, we're going to. I say shindig, but there's going to be like fucking four of us. Yeah, there's just four of us. Sitting in Carnahan's basement, like drinking. I'm on call, so I'm going to sit there and watch everybody (laughs) get shit faced. But I got canvases and a lot of paints, and we can like make little paintings. I'm so excited. I wonder if we can YouTube like a sip and paint. I'm here for it. You can YouTube anything. Thanks for pointing that out to me. I'm going to fucking push you out of your chair. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Today's Valentine's Day. That's going to be fun. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should let your mom go live with us so that she what? can. Okay. We have the mom did you know thing, but both of our phones are in use right now. I, I'm going to turn this on and she's going to be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't think she meant to do what she's doing. I know. 
She's we'll not going to have any idea how to maybe, use this. Maybe she can tell us what the, what the, um, can you get on your Instagram on your computer? I don't know my login information. Jesus. We, okay. We'll put the, did you know at the end of the episode? Perfect. Okay. Moving okay. on today. We had a heart to heart. Yeah. It was a really good one. I, and I wore makeup today. A lot of makeup today, like a very, very heavy eye makeup so that I wouldn't like sob today. You didn't sob. I didn't. I did. I did get tearied. And like one dribbled out of your eyeball, but you wiped it up real quick. Yeah. Nothing smeared. Yeah. So we're good there. So we're good. It was. It was a really good heart to heart. Yeah. It was a good heart to heart. I love knowing that I have people who love me. And what's funny is like your life is kind of mirroring my life a little bit. Kind of. Kind of. We'll see. Best friends. Besties. Twinkies. We're wearing matching socks. (gasps) Oh. I can't, I don't know that I can get my feet up that high. Oh my God. I don't think I could either. Ready? Ready? My, I don't have my, <laughs> this is what it looks <laughs> like. In your fucking ear. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to mine. So. <laughs> anyway, yep. Those are our matching socks. So That's babes over bros. And we're also going to do like a tarot reading today. Yeah. Or t- tonight. 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 Jesus, if we say tonight one more time, I'm going to have everybody on the live fucking yell at us. So for as many times as we just said tonight, you have to take that many shots. Tonight. Tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> and you're getting drunk, 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 drunk. Um, fuck this weather that we're, we've been having. I don't know. I kind of like it. I think it's pretty. Do you want the fields to catch on fire this summer? Because if it doesn't snow, that's what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. There are so many animals in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a dog party. Dog party. Happy dog and tines. <laughs> No. <gasps> Oy. No, I don't mind. I don't mind the snow. I think it's pretty. It's not good snowball snow. I'll tell you that much. I tried to make a snowball last night and it just crumbled. I have an issue with snow and let me tell you why. <laughs> why? There's so much happening right now. <laughs> um, I get really uncomfortable when I'm cold. <laughs> No, this is serious. Okay. I get very, very uncomfortable when I'm cold and wet. And I am both of those things in the snow. Yeah. So yeah. I, it just makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Everything about the snow. Yikes. Uncomfortable. Why me. do you live here? Okay. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Oh, there's a little snoot in mine and there's no one watching mine. So. Oh. Bye. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else for our intro today or should we just jump right into it? I think we should just jump right into it. My intro is short and sweet and two to point. Yes. Okay. And go. Yes. Yes. That was kind of an experiment. I don't think we've ever just like gone live. It was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. We didn't have a lot of people there, but. Well, we also didn't announce it. It was very spontaneous and yeah. like, hey. I'd like to do that more often. Okay. You're better at social media than I am, so you just have to tell me. Oday. Will do. Oday. What are we talking about today? Mm, We're talking about dissociative identity disorder. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just something happened. Okay. Okay. Dissociative identity disorder. Tell me about it. Oh, let me open my DSM. Hold on. I gotta find it, so tell me something cool. Oh, Dumon's Did You Know? While well, I try oh, to find Oh, yes! So, so this is the Did You Know that we couldn't fucking find. Okay. So, 
Mama sent us a did you know today. It says, <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh. Okay, oh. and go. Um, okay, so did you know sad? They're all just sitting there. Sad, angry, jealous, and guilty feelings can make you a healthier person. Oh. Figuring out the reason for your negative emotions and learning from un unpleasant experiences makes you stronger and that success can bring you happiness. But when you suppress and ignore negative emotions, you eliminate the balance of good and bad because the contrast of feeling sad is what makes feeling happy so wonderful. Happiness wouldn't really exist if you'd never truly embraced your sadness. Yeah, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. That was all one sentence. That was a very long... That was like the longest sentence I've ever no, read. No, look. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is <laughs> literally all but one word as a sentence. <laughs> yes, so happiness wouldn't really exist if you did not embrace your sadness. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this the other day, like the, the yin and yang. Like you can't have the light without the dark. Otherwise, you don't appreciate the light. Yeah. Like you have to be able to recognize the beauty in every struggle that you have. Um, I was talking to a client about this and we were talking about failure and I was like, I call them mini successes. Right. Like, are you failing? Yeah, probably fucking miserably right down smack on your face. But like, what are you learning from that? Because mm -hmm. you learn more from when you struggle than from when everything is peachy. Yeah. But anyway. Love that. Back to dissociative identity disorder. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Time out. Did you see? I've been sending you these TikToks from this lady and she's like, animal facts. And she's like, <laughs> have you seen them yet? <laughs> fucking love her she's like in a sweater like running around awkwardly leaning on trees or like oh my god i fucking love her anyway that was totally irrelevant but i heard it in my head for some reason <laughs> okay my, love that it's my other identity <laughs> i'm just kidding chelsea okay tell me about did 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 you know the dissociative identity disorder. Sorry, I'm getting naked. I was like, God, you're stripping. <laughs> I'm sweating. Good thing we shut the lives off. <laughs> um, so diagnostic criteria. Disruption of identity characterized by two or more distinct personality states, which may be described in some cultures as an experience of possession. The disruption in identity involves marked discontinuated discon dis oh my god discontinuity <laughs> in sense of self and sense of agency, accompanied by um Alterations in affect, behavior, consciousness, memory, perception, cognition, and sensory motor functioning. Um, I have three celebrities who have did. Do you want to talk about them now? I, there's just three of them. So if I just say their names and then you can keep going. Okay. Aaron Carter, Britney Spears. Duh. And Roseanne Carr. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Roseanne hey. Barr. Barr, not Carr. <laughs> from from <laughs> So essentially, essentially with dissociative identity disorder, the individual who experiences this has more than one personality state. Mm -hmm. um, there's recurrent gaps in recall of everyday events. So like they, one personality may have taken over for a certain extended period of time. And the host personality is like, I don't fucking remember from like 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. I don't know what happened. And it's just like these gaps throughout their day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of like the rundown of dissociative identity disorder in the DSM. It's insanely hard to diagnose. So what does it mean to dissociate? So a dissociation is anything outside of yourself. 
Okay. Yep. Um, the one that I found in here, and I wanted to read this one. Um, so there's a lot of things like with alternate personality states, they might not be directly observed, mm -hmm. but they have two clusters of symptoms, either sudden alterations or discontinuities in sense of self and agency or recurrent dissociative amnesias. So that basically just means either they completely seem to disconnect from what they're doing or they have like this amnesia and they just don't remember. Yeah. Um, so there's one on here. It's called possession form identities. And what this is, is they, there are different identities that typically manifest in behaviors that appear as if a spirit or a supernatural being has taken over the person. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, Well, what I have with <clears throat> dissociation is that it's a disconnection between a person's sensory experience, their thoughts, their sense of self, or their personal history. So people may feel a sense of un unreality and lose connection of time, place, and identity. So basically, they're not oriented. Right. Dissociation disrupts four areas of personal functioning that usually operate together very smoothly. So this would be your consciousness, your identity, your memory, and your self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool about, I guess it's not cool, um, but each of these personalities may have a different name, a different personal history, and different characteristics. Mm -hmm. um, and disassociative identity disorder generally comes about Nine, so like 99% of individuals who experience dissociative identity disorder also report having an extensive history of recurring, overpowering, life-threatening disturbances and trauma. Yes. So it, it could be argued that dissociative identity disorder is also trauma-related. Mm -hmm. um, because these identities usually come about as a way of protecting the host identity from very, very difficult memories or events. And mm -hmm. so it, help, it helps them cope with everyday life. Yeah. Um, I have some other things that like could relate to it. I do have trauma on there. Um, I have dissociation often occurs as a reaction to trauma, possibly as a way to, of helping the person distance themselves from the situation, which we just talked about. So that could be assault, abuse, car accidents, and natural disasters, military combat, yeah. any of that stuff. Another thing would be drug use. Um, I'm not saying that this is like closely related to did but to dissociation. Um, substance abuse can also cause dissociation. Experiences with dissociation and trauma can predict the potential for addiction. Mm -hmm. And then other medical conditions. So, so there's certain disorders that can cause symptoms of dissociation, like PTSD, um, as it's often characterized by symptoms of dissociation and detachment. Yeah. And it's super important to remember that just because someone dissociates does not mean they have dissociative identity disorder. Yes, correct. So you have to have that two or more mm. different personalities, not just the dissociation. Right. Um, and what's interesting is that the dissociative aspect is thought, is thought of as like the coping mechanism. Um, the person will literally shut off and dissociate themselves from a situation or experience that's too violent, traumatic, or painful to assimilate with their conscious self. That's not me being smart. That's WebMD. So. <laughs> wow, you're so stinking smart. No, but I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. So that system that of those four mm -hmm. things I just brought up, the consciousness, identity, memory, self-awareness, so breaks in that system of automatic functions causes symptoms of dissociation. Um, in addition to dissociative disorders, dissociation may occur as a symptom of other conditions, including, so we had talked about PTSD, but <clears throat> there's also acute stress disorder, affective disorders, borderline personality disorder, depression, epilepsy, migraines, OCD, phobias. 
schizophrenia and then the substance use that we had talked about. So there's yeah. a lot of things that can cause someone to dissociate, like we had just said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what does like dissociation look like? Because we said it can happen to all of these different. Well, I, it differs who... from person to person, but essentially like dissociation is just disconnecting from whatever you're experiencing. Yeah. So there's also just uh, depersonalization. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like um, an out of body experience. So it's like you're a spectator of your own life. It almost feels like you're floating above watching yourself participate in life's events. Can you imagine? Spooty. I mean, I dissociate sometimes. Yeah, like, but I, whenever I dissociate, it's not like that. If I dissociate, I will like, I'm completely out of the conversation. Like, just like zoned and, out. And you can see me when I do it too. I'm just like, there's like, yeah. there, and there's no getting me out of it. And like, you know. Well, but, that's different from the <clears throat> from the depersonalization aspect. Yes. So those are two different things. And either one can happen with dissociative identity disorder. Um, the other thing with did is amnesia must occur. So defined as gaps in the recall of everyday events, important personal information, and or traumatic events. It ha they have to be distressed enough by the disorder to have trouble functioning in major life areas. And it can't be part of like a normal cultural practice. So if somebody's like, if they've taken peyote to go on a spiritual journey, you can't diagnose them with did. What are you doing? I'm cold. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to turn the heater back. You're off. fucking sweating and you're dicking around <laughs> with my heater. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get out of here. So there's, this was previously multiple personality disorder. Yes. So for, you know, for people who have heard of that, that was the more common terminology before the new edition of the DSM came out, um, where they basically just changed the terminology and the words you use. So each, each identity will essentially visit for a period of time and take over when something is too threatening for the host. And the host is what they call the primary personality. So these other personalities will come in and they'll visit and they'll take over when things are too threatening for the host identity. Okay. So when you say host identity, let's talk about the different um, identities that are common and not as common with okay. people who have did. <clears throat> so more common identities would be the host. So that's self. Yep. That is you. Um, um, more common ones could be a child alter. So if you have like a, your child comes out basically, um, a self-helper, the introject, opposite sex alters are very common. Um, there's a persecutor, a protector. There's a sexual alter that can pop out. Yep. Um, a suicidal or intentional homicidal alter. And then there could be like a teen one. Some less common common ones would be like an animal alter. Oh, my God. I have to go let that dog out. You keep going. Okay. <laughs> she pees in my floor. I swear to God. Oh okay. My God. Wait, I'm stuck. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. Can you? Okay. So there's the animal altar. Um, there's a baby or an infant altar, a caretaker or a soother, a demon or demonic or evil altar. Um, there's a military or a political altar, a non-human altar, robot or machine altar. Um, and then like Chelsea had mentioned earlier, the spirit ghost or supernatural, um, being altars. <clears throat> so I just thought that was a cool little piece of information that I found with all the different it is cool. altars that could have happened to pop up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when they're in these altered identity states, those altered identities have the power to essentially take over the person. Yeah. So it's not just like they have a different personality, but everything else is the same. It completely changes like their body movements and their sensory motor coordination. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. 
which is bonkers to me. Like you asked me earlier, can you imagine seeing someone just like change personalities in front of you? Yeah. Like how? Well, here's the thing. I follow quite a bit of people on TikTok who um, have did and they are able like, you know, to spread awareness and stuff. They right. are able to catch those moments on cameras and then they share those in, in TikTok forms. And it's so, so crazy interesting just to watch and those these, to watch these changes like happen like right in front of your eyes. And like this person is one person and then they're just like, hey, this is me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. Well, something I found <clears throat> that was kind of interesting is these identities, most of the alternative identities um are not fully mature personalities so they they very literally represent a disjointed sense of an identity yeah so they're just little snippets of things that they needed to do to protect and take care of that host identity and that's the per that's the purpose that they serve in the world of the individual struggling with it which i think is super interesting because like when when you think of how the media portrays dissociative identity disorder they switch so fast and then they're like these complete other personalities. <clears throat> However, really they're just like fragmented versions of the host personality. Yeah. Would you believe, and this fucking blows my mind and it shouldn't because it's such a hard diagnosis. Individuals with DID are estimated to be in mental health services for seven years before they get an accurate diagnosis. <gasps> for seven okay. so years. So what's a common misdiagnosis with this? Depression, anxiety, borderline personality disorder. Wow. Or bipolar disorder with manic features, so, or schizophrenia, so or just going, schizoaffective disorder. Just going back to our our misdiagnosing episode, that could that. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, and there's no medicine that's been really proven to be effective with dissociative identity disorder. So if they're misdiagnosed with say schizophrenia and you give them an antipsychotic, then they're going to end up with the side effects of the antipsychotic, but they're right. not. They're they're, they're did, still suffering is not from treated. Their did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wowza. Yeah. There's an average of 13 to 15 personalities in each individual struggling with did. And it's so rare. It's like 1% of our population. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, there's an, I did not know that it was like that, that big mm -hmm. there. So there's an artist, um, who, what are doing to me? <laughs> no, it's not you. Oh, you're making me nervous. <laughs> It's not you. It's 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 my boy. Oh, okay, okay. Um, there's an boy, there's an boy. artist who paints, and you can see the difference in his personalities within each of his paintings. Yeah, because he just paints all the time, but each personality has a very different artistic style, and they express themselves <gasps> very differently. Oh my gosh, I would love to see. This is gonna sound really demented, but I think it'd be super fucking cool to have like a big frame with a like an image of each of his personalities. Yes. That would be beautiful. Yes, it is. It oh. really is pretty. Um, I'm in love with that. Yeah. Wowza. Yeah. Well, and so symptoms. The hard part about symptoms is that some of the symptoms look like other disorders. Exactly. And I mean, we talked about that too earlier where we were like borderline personality, acute stress, OCD, yep. PTSD, schizophrenia, substance use. I mean... And obviously we know that because you just said it takes seven fucking years for them to even get a, an accurate diagnosis. Yeah. So they're in and out of ERs. They're in and in a jail probably. Oh, yeah. If they have a violent personality, they're in and out of the criminal justice system. They're in and out of ERs. They're in and out of mental health services. They see a million different therapists. They're medicated a million different times. And still 
it's so hard to make this diagnosis because it's so hard to see in action and it's so rare. Um, I mean, there are symptoms like you mentioned some of them, headaches, the amnesia is a big one. That's kind of a key indicator. Um, Time loss, trances, out of body experiences. They may have a tendency towards self-persecution and self-sabotage and even violence, whether that's self-inflicted or extended outwardly. Um, So for example, somebody with did may find themselves doing things they wouldn't normally do. But again, that looks a lot like bipolar, um, bipolar. Reminds me of someone who's manic. <laughs> well, and that's exactly it, because it's speeding, reckless driving, stealing money from mm-hmm. their employer. Um, but again, it differs where they feel like they are a passenger of their life. They feel like they are not in control of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing these things, but they either don't remember or they have no control over doing it. Because the host personality doesn't generally know about all the other personalities. Yeah. Bonkers. Crazy. Okay, so I have some other symptoms. Um This is, these are more symptoms of um, the dissociation aspect of it, not like the disorder in a whole. Uh Um, So if like you have a condition such as PTSD or did, um, you may sometimes feel disconnected from yourself, as we've mentioned. Um, If you may have, if, okay, so if you do have these things, you may have experienced common or distressing um, incidences, like having flashbacks to traumatic events um, feeling that you're losing touch with events going on around you, maybe blanking out, losing your memory, um, having a distorted or blurred sense of reality, feeling disconnected or detached from your emotions, um, feeling that the world around you is, is unreal, feeling numb or distant, um, and having an altered sense of time and place, like the orientation that we were talking about. Um, other symptoms. So people who are experiencing dissociation may experience additional symptoms called depersonalization. And we've talked about depersonalization, um, which is just feeling that yourself is not real. And then there's derealization, which is feeling that the world is not real. Yep. Um, so having either of those symptoms is a serious problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so depersonalization and derealization are often responses to overwhelming traumatic events that cannot be escaped, such as childhood abuse or war. Um, they arise in order for the person to keep on functioning at the moment. Um, so basically you have these traumatic events that happen and then flip, I'm someone else. And that way you don't have to realize, relive those. Um, Examples of depersonalization include out-of-body experiences, which you have described, mm-hmm. um, where people see themselves from above, which, like, I have goosies right yeah. now. Oh, my gosh. Um, this lets them feel that that's not happening to me. Um, in states of derealization, people experience events that are not real. This lets them feel that this isn't real, so it's just a dream yeah. type of a thing. So I think those those two things are really, really interesting to me. The de- derealization, the depersonalization. Yeah. So there's um, a psychiatrist who kind of describes the phenomenon of dissociation and the purpose it serves. Okay. So I'm going to read his words. Um, it's from psychiatry.org. And the name of the psychiatrist isn't on here. Um, but what he says is dissociation is a disconnection between a person's thoughts, memories, feelings, actions, or sense of who he or she is. It's a normal process that everyone has experienced. Examples of mild common dissociation include daydreaming, highway hypnosis, or getting lost in a book or movie, all of which involve losing touch with awareness of one's immediate surroundings, which I thought I was the only person who was driving. And then like, I look up and I'm like, I don't fucking remember like 
Oh my God. Six like, miles of road. Do you, yes. You just like sit there and like, or even like at stoplights, like you stop at a stoplight and then like you just go and you're like, wait, was that even fucking green? And yeah. it was yep. like, you're there, but you're not there. Like you're, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so like you're physically there, but your soul is not there. Right. Like your person, your, your person is functioning, but your personality is, is not. Oh, I like how I explained it. That was good. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> you were like, <laughs> dramatic right now no. <laughs> um okay so jesus oh, God. <laughs> you, okay so okay your person is there your personality is not yes um Oof. during a traumatic experience such as an accident disaster or crime victimization dissociation can help a person tolerate what might otherwise be too difficult to bear in situations like these a person may dissociate the memory of the place <laughs> i'm sorry what the f this is not funny no i'm just thinking about what just fucking happened <laughs> That was just a fucking mess. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that playback. Oh, my God. Um, no, so they yes, may dissociate okay. memories of the place, circumstances, or feelings about the overwhelming event, mentally escaping from the fear, pain, and horror. It may make it difficult to later remember the details of the experience as reported by many disaster and accident survivors. So that's just kind of the phenomenon of dissociation. And what makes this disorder even more difficult to diagnose is there's three different types. What is this? That rock? Mm -hmm. I think the dog took it off the table. It was on the tarot cards that I was trying to fucking cleanse and she took it off the table. So apparently that was a bad stone to have on there. <laughs> I'll let it. I do not claim this negative energy. <laughs> <laughs> I dispel you right now. Um, three types of dissociative disorders. Dissociative identity disorder is just one. There's also dissociative amnesia and depersonalization slash derealization disorder. So those are three separate disorders with three separate diagnostic criteria, all of which interact in terms of like their That would be so fucking hard to diagnose. Yeah. Like just imagine fucking one of them. Now there's fucking three of them. Yeah. Jeez. And their criteria like intertwines. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can diagnose you with a dissociative disorder, but which one? Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. do you have much info on those? Like what, no. what makes them what? I didn't look it up. Okay. I can look in the DSM, but I, well, I couldn't decide. So I was like, how long is this going to take us? Um, okay. Well, while you're looking that up, so in order to be diagnosed, your doctor or therapist would need to assess the symptoms and rule out other conditions that um, may be the cause of it. Um, they may also refer you to, oh, okay. If you go to a doctor, you'd be referred to a mental health professional. Yeah, obviously. And I would almost say like a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Yes. Someone who just really gets this shit. Or a psychologist. Like, mm-hmm. Um, PhD level type shit. They would look at medical history, um, lab tests to rule out anything, like anything underlying. There might be something going on in the brain that isn't like mental, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there's a number of assessments that can actually be used to help evaluate dissociation. <clears throat> so there's a dissociative experiences scale called DES. You know about that? No. There's a structured clinical interview for dissociation. And then there's the clinician administered PTSD scale called CAPS. 
Um, so this CAPS assessment, it tests for depersonalization by asking you to respond to questions such as, have there been times where you felt that you were outside your body, watching yourself if you were, with another, if you were another person? Um, it tests for derealization by asking questions like, have there been times when there are things going on around you that seemed unreal or strange or unfamiliar? So yeah. it's all really interesting. So yeah. let's, so those, th the, the three, what yeah. are they? What so there's got? dissociative identity disorder, which is what we've been talking about with the, bless with you, <laughs> with the multiple personalities. Um, the other thing with dissociative identity disorder is that 70% of outpatients with this have attempted suicide. Multiple mm -hmm. attempts are super common. Um, and, also, and it's hard to know which personality is attempting. Mm -hmm. So they're more likely to have recurring suicide attempts. Yeah. Um, dissociative amnesia is an inability to recall important autobiographical information, usually of a traumatic or stressful nature that's inconsistent with ordinary forgetting. Um, so most often it consists of localized or selective amnesia for specific events. So there's that. And then depersonalization and derealization disorder, the presence of persistent and recurrent experiences of depersonalization, derealization, or both. So again, you either experience that experiences of unreality detachment, being outside of your body, not really being within your mm -hmm. physical self, mm -hmm. um, and derealization, those unreality or detachment with respect to your surroundings. So just experiencing one or both of those things. So those are your three. Wow. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Interesting stuff right there. Okay. So that's really all I have. That's all I have too. It's it's just such a rare diagnosis that it's hard to find a lot of information. But um, it's very interesting. Well, and like, I think it's it's portrayed a lot in the media. So like I wrote a couple of movies down. Um, the Voices Within... Sybil, have you ever seen Sybil? I've only seen one okay. on this list. Oh, no, I've seen two. Okay. Um, Sybil, Fight Club, which I can't, I'm going to out you. I can't believe you haven't fucking seen that. Listen to me. Listen to my words. I watched, okay. Um, What's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. So, I'll, okay. So, I did. You act like I'm being sassy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, does it count that? when I went to state speech, there was someone in my um, competition area that did fight club and I watched his speech. No. Okay. Well then. Sorry. Sorry. Next. Anyway, split. That's one of the ones I saw. <laughs> I think that was one that we like, we, we brought that up last time. And I think like, I yelled slice or. <laughs> yeah. It, that was, that wasn't me. That was Patricia. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Patricia. Yes. So that's a representation of dissociative identity disorder. Black Swan is another one. Mm -hmm. um, me, myself, and Irene. Psycho. And one of the first movies that portrayed dissociative identity disorder is like the really, really old Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Oh, really? <laughs> Jeez, Amy. Oh, man. It just, it's a very, very interesting diagnosis. And I've, I don't know. It's one of the ones like I've always wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. But I have not had an opportunity. It'd be interesting to see or, like, to talk to a clinician who has. Just because, like, what if a switch happened in session? Like, how would you go about with this new, you know what I mean? Like, I this new personality, this new, it's essentially a new client. Yep. I think it's going to depend on the clinician. And it's going to depend on treatment protocol. And it's also going to 
depend on their theor their theoretical orientations, like how mm -hmm. they practice. So some of the most effective treatments for this, cognitive behavioral therapy, family therapy, and hypnotherapy. But again, there is no cure. There's no medication that's proven to be super effective for dissociative identity right. disorder. So it just is kind of one of those disorders that I don't know that there's a lot of research out there on it. And whatever research there is, it's so minimal. Mm -hmm. Because you have to, like, you can't just keep somebody locked in a room for two weeks to see how many times they dissociate and how many times they become a different personality. Yeah, you don't know how many there are. Mm -hmm. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And these, like, these transitions between persons can last for hours to weeks. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like, they, you have to treat each personality like a, a new client. Mm -hmm. Because let's, You'd have to. Well, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Um, I have a quote. I think you had one too, or you had something. I don't know. Well, I, I have that really pretty poem, but it's not related to anything anyway. that we're talking about right now. Yeah. I did have one that you like freaked out. You're like, oh my God, I love it. Okay. I'll go. Okay. Um, so this is from Rumi. We've had a quote from Rumi before, um, but it says, I have been a seeker and I still am, but I stopped asking the books and the stars and I started listening in to the teaching of my soul love it. Yes. I love it. Well, and I think like, I think I love that so much right now because I'm on my own soul journey. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's just nice to remember like, I'm not the only one who's like fucking flailing and I'm like, what am I doing? So soul journey. Okay. Um, so my quote doesn't have an author, um, but it is the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's about what you're made of, not the circumstances. Mm-hmm which I love. I love that too. Because again, it's like, sometimes you need to be soft for certain situations. Sometimes you need to be hard, but it's not the water. It's what you have within it's, you. It's, it's who you are, what you are. Yeah. Why are you the way that I am? Couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like this is like a shorter. It is a shorter episode. episode. Yeah. Sorry guys. Thanks for not asking questions. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. But we didn't ask. We didn't. We didn't <laughs> tell anyone. We didn't tell anyone to ask questions. It was hundred percent my fault this week. I was a little. Yeah, you dropped the ball there, yeah, Charles. My bad. I haven't really been on social media in like a week. That's fine. And I'm not like doing it on purpose. I just I have no desire to be on it. Like I'm gonna fight club you right out of this chair. <laughs> oh my gosh, should we make that a verb? Fight club. I'm gonna fight club you. <laughs> Every time you piss me off, Emily, I'm a fight club you <laughs> right fucking out of this room. No, I all just right. like, like I have my phone on me all the time. And like, I got on TikTok today for the first time. Stop, I, don't, <laughs> don't expose me. <laughs> I'm going to, I had 27 TikToks. To, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did you watch all of them? I really tried. I had to like take, take it in increments. Like Ugh. I just am not, my social media hat is not on. I haven't really been on Facebook. I haven't really been on Instagram. Um, I'm There's haven't nothing been on TikTok. I just, sometimes I do this. Sometimes I go into these like accidental detoxes from social media. And I think it's when like my, my brain is really overwhelmed or I've noticed it's like when I'm in a really good place, I'm on social media less. Yeah. Social media stresses me the fuck out though. I'm fucking get in line, ho. I can get whoa. all of us. What's that so mean for? <laughs> so sorry. Okay. okay. Well, I'm hungry. Okay. So I Snacks. say I say we go eat and get our galantine. Get on. our galantine on. 
Okay. Okay. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Bye. Bye.